Hi viewers and listeners, it's Samir again from 78. Uh, this week I am covering the Tom's Crown Affair, 1968 version. How can I say this? Uh, this is probably one of my favourite movies. With my favourite actor, one of my favourite actors from the 60s, uh, Stephen McQueen. Uh, how can I say, the man was the king of cool, they used to call him. And not only that, it was a case where this movie was actually not even written for him. It was actually written for 007 himself, Sean Connery. He basically saw the script, uh, basically looked at everything and said to uh, his agent, no, and the director. He said, thank you very much for this, uh, but it's too close to James Bond due to the fact Thomas Crown had some really good taste. He was a, a boff when it came to clothing, uh, bespoke suits, uh, cigars, wearing top of the range, uh, watches, etc. When I would say he was a millionaire in the days when being rich was worth something, unlike now where everyone looks like they're making a lot of money and it's become sort of the amount we talk about is ridiculous. But yes, it's amazing uh, how great this movie is. Again, Steve McQueen um, found out that Sean Connery was offered it and he had turned it down. And Steve McQueen was really upset with uh, the director. He was a Norman Jewson, a Canadian director. Uh, and people, because of his surname, always thought he was Jewish, but he wasn't. It just sounded, his name was Jewson. That's it, really. And he would explain to people, no, I am not of this uh, faith or background, but this is my name. Simple as that. And he did quite a few other good movies as well. But this is the one where he became famous. So Steve McQueen found out, uh, Sean Connery had turned it, uh, down, and he basically phoned up a Mr. Juicing producer and said, look, I want to um, basically play this part. Norman said to him, look, you are a pretty quality star. This part is meant to be really sophisticated guy who's been to the, one of the top unis, universities, Dartmouth, which is uh, one of the top Ivy League universities in the States. And he can play polo, play golf, uh, can fly uh, gliders. And the only thing McQueen was really good at and which was included was uh, driving cars, a beach buggy, etc. So Steve said, I tell you what, I'm happy to uh, play the part, but I'll refine my habits. So he learned, he, he learned how to act like someone from Dartmouth, uh, Ivy League University. He learned how to play polo where his actually hands uh, had blisters and were bleeding so badly that the actual white gloves that you wear doing polo had turned into uh, pinkish. When he took them off, it was so bad he had to take a week off or so. But he learned how to play polo like a proper player at a high level. I think they're called chuckers the highest. It's eight or nine chuckers. I might be wrong, but uh, if any polo players out there, I think he got to the level of five or six, which is a very decent level. And he did the same thing with uh, how to smoke a cigar, how to drink whiskey, uh, how to dress. 
and he went to all these uh, places where he could get these uh, products and services from and he actually converted himself rather than just a blue collar uh, actor slash hero into this sophisticated uh, millionaire who was based in uh, actual uh, Boston. So he lives in this beautiful townhouse, which is still there. You can go and visit it and uh, actually uh, stand outside at one of the uh, cobble streets where him and Fair Dunaway basically kiss uh, during the early hours of the morning. And the actual budget of the movie was 4.3 million and he ended up making 14 million. But since then, I'm sure it's gone on to make another 30 or 40 million when it's been released on vid uh, videos and DVDs etc. Tom's Crown uh, is a millionaire who's got four million dollars of his own but he's getting bored because he's got everything. Uh, his worth was actually between I think 10 million and 50 million. It was a lot then and if you consider what you could have bought back then and now wow it's amazing how much inflation or all that has changed his wealth. So he gets bored and he goes okay he's got a team who have never met him and phones him up and disguises his voice and everything and tell them to uh, actually rob a bank and store two million dollars. So they do that, he goes to Switzerland with $250,000 and actually banks into a, a numbered account and he does it at the same time every month and he... <laughs> then there was a case where they go, okay, who would have done this? So there's where your Fair Dunaway uh, character comes in, Vicky. And she finds out that, uh, okay, this person's been uh, uh, to Switzerland for so long, it must be him, and only him. And she basically follows suit through, and she was a insurance uh, actual um, broker where she was gonna get 10% of whatever she found. So if she found $2 million, 10% of that is 200,000. So that is quite a lot of money. So she basically goes uh, to the polo match to actually uh, watch Steve McQueen or Thomas Crown, as he's named in this movie. The actual uh, moving films they're doing squares was the first time it was used. And the last time I actually saw someone copy that was Robbie Williams in Supreme. At the same time, I think that was a Ferrari Lucio. Uh, I don't know which one, but I think that's the one that Steve McQueen brought afterwards. Because people don't realise in the 60s, McQueen was a nutter when it came uh, for Ferraris. He loved uh, Ferraris before turning his attention to Porsche, which became his preferred car fuse down the line. So there was this cat and mouse chase between the two, the insurance person who's Vicky, uh, Fair Dunaway, and Thomas Crown, Steve McQueen. It basically came to a boil in a racy scene, a chess scene, where Fair Dunaway is wearing a, a sleeveless uh, dress where she's not wearing a bar and it's see-through and you could see her breasts. People probably laugh now and say, oh, that wasn't a big deal. But in the 60s, that was a very big deal. And then they sat down to play chess. And the way she caressed the, uh, one of the chess pieces, it was very sexual. And there was sexual tension between the two. And that began a relationship uh, between the two, where unfortunately she was there to actually make him confess. But she started falling with him, in love with him. 
and then that evening he goes okay i've done it once i'll do it again so he gets another team to do the same thing and decides to actually steal another two million, which he does. It was supposed to be a different bank, but it's the same security people with but different people doing the robbery, uh, and they sell another two million. And he goes, please drop it off at the cemetery where he would collect it. But Thomas was quite clever. He promised he'll be there, but he sends his driver and his Rolls Royce when uh, they go and pick it up. And when they sort of pull the driver out, he's got a letter for Vicky saying, uh, come with the money, two million, if you can. If not, uh, you can have my car as a gift, the Rolls Royce. And he flies off to Rio de Janeiro because he did say South America. Another great thing about this movie is uh, the actual uh, song called Windmills of Your Mind. That was actually uh, sung or uh, spoken by in a tune by Neil Harrison, which was who is Rex Harrison's son. But the, the actual original was Michel Lagarde, uh, a French song, and which was actually sang in French, and it was just amazing, and it won an Academy Award, and even to this day, when I watch this uh, movie, I especially go uh, watch it for the music when wheels on, on my mind. Finally, Steve McQueen always escapes in all his movies. People say there was something about him in real life that... He, he was a lost person, or he gave the impression, and he would like to escape. So in every movie he was in, he would escape uh, to freedom. I would give it eight and a half or eight out of ten uh, because of how it's different to modern movies, but at the same time it's a classic. If my recommendation is watch it. This is a great movie and you'll never go wrong at watching this and I'm sure if you watch it once you'll keep on watching it but remember it's a great Steve McQueen in it. Thank you very much and see you soon. Take care.